Today, people, we have a special guest. We do. Coming to us virtually, but at the same time, it looks like he's sitting at the table. (laughs) So we're going to bring him in right now. We're going to check and see if he's there. Are you there, bro? Okay, so it looks like everything's set for our special guest. Yes, sir. Today, we have a special guest. He goes by the name of DJ J. Now, I know a lot of people don't know who this person is, but some DJs know this person without even knowing them. <laughs> Most DJs. <laughs> Most DJs. Know who the right. fuck he is without knowing him. Right. <laughs> Let me tell you a bit, a bit of background story of how I know DJ J without knowing DJ J. Please. Now, when I was a Scarborough you that moved, you know, to Durham, to went to school. Oh, was, okay. <laughs> okay. Let's hear this story. I went to, I, you know, I went to college at Durham College, and I would attend pub nights sometimes, and I would hear this Holy. DJ playing. I'm like, yo. I had who? no idea, man. I was like, who is this black guy playing some tunes? When I look at the booth, I'm seeing this. this <laughs> This white guy. I'm like, yo, this guy knows some tunes right now. Yo, yo, yo and, and, and the booth, and the booth, it was like a telephone booth, okay? Right, That's right. What it like in the club. It was a telephone booth in the pub. Right. It was terrible. Right. And not just that, not just college. I actually went to some <laughs> some parties out in Oshawa. Oh, <laughs> okay. Oshawa, okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Proceed. At, at, you know, a little spot they used to have called The Scratch. So you know like the ins and outs of Oshawa, no, no, like, you know no, them no, little no, no, intricate. Don't try that. Don't try that. Oh, okay. Don't try that. Good our, to know. our guest is from Oshawa, so you can't hey, this. That's fine. Hey, hey, I I live in Oshawa. <laughs> but but I you live cl- in Oshawa. You claim it though, right? <laughs> no, I mean I claim whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> you you claim Oshawa, so that's fine. <laughs> to he me, it doesn't matter. It all the way, and he knows he's born and bred in Oshawa. <laughs> it's all right though. Go ahead, continue. But you know, ladies and gentlemen, I want to bring to you our guest, DJ J. Give it up for DJ J. Hey. Appreciate. It. Yes, I, I had no idea, man. I had no idea that that that's how that's how long that you've seen me. I didn't. I didn't know. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I knew that, about you from long. That's time. crazy. Yeah, man. So, for those who don't know you, explain who you are. Um, I am. So the reason why everyone knows me is I kind of have a quirky style and play very, very versatile, where, again, I can play the cheesiest of cheese right. <laughs> or I can get pretty grimy with reggae dance hall. Even Soka, not, not many people have ever seen me do that, but I, I have a catalog, so that's, mm. that's the good thing. And then the DJs is just the edits, man. Just been putting, I've been editing since 2002, okay. and I've been putting out edits for DJs since 2004. Okay. God damn. damn, that's a long time. Yeah. So Buzz has that been pirated from other people to get your edits. That's <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Whoa. <laughs> Buzz never paid for Here's a single <laughs> penny for your edits. I'm just letting you <laughs> know. Good. Hold on, hold on, hold on. It's all not good. my fault his shit ended up on no. next music pools. Hey, it's always like that, man. It's always exactly. like that. Exactly. It, it, you know what? Here's here's the funniest part. People send me things. They're like, "Yo, I just paid this this site that's twenty dollars, and you get all these record pools." And I was like, "Okay, what do you mean?" And he's like sending me screenshots. Like, look, there's your edits right there. Right. And I'm like, "What?" <laughs> like, why? Like, yeah. So don't put that on me. <laughs> all, good. Yeah. all good though, man. All good. It happens, man. It yeah, happens. Sure. And, and and you know what? It actually happens with me even more because a lot of the edits I'm putting out in the dance hall. Um, Afrobeat, Soka, Reggae. Um, I'm legit the only one doing them. And and if there is oh, other wow. people in the world making them, they're not sharing them. Right. So That's... 
for for me, it, it's always in a sense my edits because, it, like legit, it's there. Some of them are the only ones in the world. Hmm. Cool. Interesting. All right. So don't feel bad. It's right. we'll, 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 I, I don't. Yeah, yeah. We'll get into the edit, we'll, we'll get into the edits parts a bit later. But how did no your problem. career? How did you start DJing? My grandfather was a DJ, a, a wedding DJ, back in the I want to say seventies, eighties, early nineties. Um, and this was like like like. But this is not like your DJ, like that you're think. This is a tuxedo. Right. Bring you know speakers and like just real cheesy wedding dj okay. and that was my grandfather and the first time i seen him dj was in 1998 in mississauga he dj a classic car show in like a canadian tire parking lot okay. wow. and i just seen him you know and he's got like he's got a like a mixer but it's not even a crossfader it's like the knobs like right, a, it's right. like a excuse me a soundboard he had a soundboard <laughs> okay. right and he's and he's again he's got his records and he's playing 50s and 60s records and that was the first time I saw DJing me personally see a DJ do that and was like, Oh, that's, that's kind of cool. And again, like it was weird because it's a car show, but then like, there's like girls, like girl, women, old ladies dancing. Right. Again, this is on like a Sunday afternoon at a car show. And that was like the first time I saw that. And like, no one was bothering him. That was like, that's what I remember. No one was bothering him. This guy was just playing music that he liked. Right. And I was like, Oh, that's, I'm like, you can do this. That's good. That's kind of cool. Right. Right, yeah. And in 1998, I'm like 10 years old at that point. Okay. All okay. right. Wicked. That's interesting. And um, to know that it's been in your family for that long. Wow. Yeah. So talk to us yeah. right now. I mean, about the, the more contemporary times. We, we all know the elephant in the room, COVID-19. How has yep. that been treating you in three ways? You as an individual, you as a family man, and you as a DJ. Um, me as a DJ, it's been amazing. Um, because I've got to open up to do different things. Like I do the cheese show, as you guys may have seen. Yeah. Um, and that, that's something I say, like, I probably would have never done that if it wasn't for COVID. Like, cause that's to me, it's like before it was weird. Yeah. It was weird until it happened. And then I was like, Oh wow. Like people actually like these songs. Like, and yeah, yeah so it, it, it was stuff like that. And, um, it kind of built, like I've literally gained so many more friends and followers, um, I, I mean, like even me and JKD, we started talking more over COVID than we've ever really talked. Facts. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it, it's kind of just been building relationships that way with DJing. Um, me as a family man, it's been hard because I have a I have an almost two year old daughter, um, mm. and my wife has a has a cr pretty crazy day job. She works for the Ontario Institute for Cancer Research. Yeah. Who's who has pretty much stopped their research and are helping with COVID. So she has a very intense job. Thankfully, she works from home. But with the toddler running around, that's that's really been challenging because my job um, being an editor is just a lot of on the computer editing, editing. And but I like it, though. So like I can do many hours of editing, not not an issue at all. But it's been challenging because um, our the two year old doesn't want to just watch TV or play like right. she wants our attention like mm. all day. Yep. So it's like juggling in a sense. We're juggling back and forth. You know, you can do some work and then I'll do some work. So um that and then me as a person um i mean it, it's been it's been okay it's actually uh it's it's been nice to hang like, more again going almost back to the family thing but me as a person i got got to spend you know more time with my daughter now and stuff like that um and unfortunately in april um our dog passed away uh. um but early march he was diagnosed with a brain tumor and 
we just thought back that we got to spend every day with him um, yeah. versus if COVID didn't hit, you know, like we, we wouldn't have, we would have just been in the daily struggle of, you know, get up, get the kid to daycare and all that stuff. Yeah. So, so that was one cool thing and good thing that I, that I found out of it, that I got to, you know, spend time at home with, with the family way more than I pretty much ever have. Yeah. So, Wicked. so yeah, man. Sorry to hear that, man. No, it's all good, man. All good. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's go deeper into the shows that you do. So talk to us about your, some of the shows and, uh, and productions that you have going on right now. So, so right now, we, um, for Fromage is definitely the biggest one. Um, and again, that is just all of the cheesiest music. Um, what started with, from 1995 to, to 2005. Right. And that's what I was doing. For the first four shows, I did that on a weekly basis. Okay. And I'm playing the Spice Girls every week and the Backstreet Boys every week and NSYNC. And just trying to change it up different, different weekly. Um, right. And then I was like, well, I don't think people are going to continue to listen to this. In a sense, the same music, maybe played in a different order, but right. kind of the same every week. Right. So then I started uh, evolving like, okay, this week I'm going to do a new show. So like all the new, like I could play Justin Bieber. I could play Miley Cyrus. Yeah. Um, because in my mind as a DJ, I couldn't mix Spice Girls and Lady Gaga together. It just, it, it didn't make sense. It was like from two complete, completely different eras. Right. So I'm like, for in my mind, I'm like, I have to segregate them so I can play them together where it doesn't sound like a mashup show. It actually sounds like these records all came out at the same time and they sound good together. And then these records came out and then span to the eighties and the early nineties. And then, so like, I, I now have like, in a sense a four decade fromage show on a weekly basis. Okay. So, nice. Yeah, cool. So why, why did cheese though? I mean, at, at, at a certain part of time back in the day in the nineties, yep. let's just say, those songs were popping, you know what I'm saying? They weren't cheesy, but like, yeah. why? Why yeah. do we consider these cheesy in this day and age? Man, um, it's I mean, so so the name Fromage, funny enough, I yeah. like I didn't come up with that. Okay. If you guys remember back in the day, there was a show called Fromage on Much Music, and it was hosted by Ed the Sock. Remember? remember I remember Ed the, Ed the Sock, but I don't remember the show. So so he so it, it was a yearly show. Usually happened in January, and yep. he would host. Um, uh, they would do a bunch of categories and he would host the cheesiest videos and okay. he would cut up all of these songs, like the music videos, the songs, what right. they're wearing, what they're saying. So I always had that in mind that I always wanted to like sort the music that like, as soon as that happened, pretty much from 2001 on, I've in a sense sorted music. Like these are the fromage stuff. Right. And then again, just during COVID, how it came about was like, people were always saying like, you should do a show where you can like play the Backstreet Boys and Spice Girls and stuff. And I was like, yeah, but like, I don't know if like who, like it, to, me, to me, it didn't make sense. Cause my, again, before COVID, my, my club format of DJing right. for most of my bookings was hip hop, top 40, reggae. Yeah, right. That was it. And like, and it was week, like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, right. the same. Sometimes I'll play reggae on Thursdays and then more hip hop Fridays. And then, Sometimes I'll do like a top 40 on Saturday, but like for the most part, it was that. So like, it was like, it was different. Right. So I was like, I want to do different. Cause I see people every week. And that was the thing, like right when COVID hit, I'm going through Instagram and I'm just scrolling through and it's like, everyone is playing Soka, Afrobeat, reggae. And I, I was doing it too. And I was just like, I gotta do something different. Like it has to be different. Cause man, it was hard. Like guy, when scratch would go live, this guy's got a thousand people watching. It. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Like, how are you going to compete? Like, you know what I'm saying? How sure. are you going to compete with that? So it's like, I have to do something completely different and so off the wall that like 
people will like only the people that know it will come. Right. And then I did it. And again, it, and it was like, it, it all, it became a thing over the first show, like the fromage squad. Like I, it's not something I made up. Fromage squad is oh, something wow. that the people Who in the it? chat made up right. and guy, like it is in like, it's insane. Like it's, it's hard to follow the chat while, while I'm DJing. Cause it's like, there's, they're talking so much and there's cheesy puns and it's like, it, it became a thing. And I was <laughs> like, wicked. I cannot believe that. So right. um, yeah, man, that, that just, yeah, that just came about from people talking about it. And then it's like, to do it, I was like, okay, well, when would you guys be available? Because I don't want to do a show where I'm playing Backstreet Boys and you guys pull up and you're like, what the hell right. is Jay doing right now? Right. I want you guys to pull up and be like, oh, Jay's got like 80 people watching him play this. So um, that was, so I, I got a whole bunch of people like, yo, you guys are good for this. And and then it just happened, man. And then for, from there, yeah, man, I, I did my, last week I did my 15th episode. Oh, wow. And it was a five hour, I played cheese for five hours, Seriously? only cheese from 2005 to 2020. Jeez. So no, no, not one Backstreet Boys record, like all, yeah, it was really right. cool. It was really cool. Yeah, five hours. Okay, Started at 9 p.m. on a Sunday, went to, went to one o'clock, two o'clock. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people front like they don't know those songs. <laughs> no, but man. It, the it, amount it, of people it, that do. Yeah. Yeah, man. And, and again, because they know those songs, it uh, it wanted me to dig more. So like, Every week, I'm like literally like going back and like looking through things and watching old little mo like movies that like and getting those songs and just oh, yeah. and every week it was something different. Like um, two weeks ago, um, I played the Family Matters theme song and the oh, Full yeah. House theme song and Seventh like so like I'm always doing different things. Um, right. One show, the '80s retro show, I played the Folgers commercial, Juicy Fruit commercials, right. <laughs> like always just doing different, like just just keeping it interesting, keeping right. it interesting. So and those, and those are the things that people look forward to because it brings back memories. Like, oh yeah, yeah, man. No, no, and, and that's and that's always what it's been about is like bringing back memories of even again, even if you hate the song, it's still bringing back the memory of even when right. you heard the song. Facts. And like, even as cheesy as like hamster dance and stuff like that, like you, it's still as cheesy as it is. You, you still remember when it came out and you're just, even when you heard it, you're like, what the heck is this? <laughs> so right. it, it's nostalgic. Yeah. Yeah, man. Now I know you have an, another show called the Rid of Mondays. New Rid of Mondays. Yeah. yeah so Rid of Mondays. Monday, New Rid of Mondays started through my MP3 pool. Okay. Um, and they wanted me to focus um, I used to do all the, like, I used to be an editor for all the genres, but then because I do so many edits, they're like, Hey, wait a minute. Like you're, you're taking in a sense, the work from some of our other editors. Right. So they're like, how about you just focus on reggae, soca, Afrobeat and dancehall?" Um, and I was like, okay, but I want to showcase some of the edits I do because my biggest issue was, is when I would travel doing gigs, I'm always meeting new DJs and I'm always, you know, marketing edits, obviously, because it's, I, I provide something that a lot of people, again, like I said, don't offer. Right. So when I'm telling these DJs, I remember meeting um, one of the DJs from Bass Odyssey in Ottawa. And I'm like, oh, wow. bro, like you need to get on, um, you need to get on this site, man. It's like, I do all the edits and the man didn't like, he didn't comprehend that me, I could be like up to date with dance hall. Right. And, and at that point I was like, I need to, in a sense, prove myself. Mm. So I need to show weekly that when this song drops, it's on the site. Okay. And that's how the new Rhythm Mondays came about. It's like, I need to be able to prove that when I say I have the newest stuff, you need like, look, here it is. Right. Like mm. I had like, you know what I'm saying? Cartel just dropped. There it is. Right. 
Right. You know what I'm saying? So that's how that came about. But I never had time to do a show. And then it wasn't until uh, COVID hit, COVID hit. And then I was like, I don't know, maybe I could do a show, week, like a weekly show. And again, there's so many songs from 2020 that I could do a show weekly, still kind of play some of the same hot records, but then still throw in different songs that came out in January and February that we still, that we're all still playing, but it's maybe not in our every week set, right? Right, right. So yeah, so that that's how that came about. And that show on a Monday night from 10 to 12 just does just as good as the Fromage show, which oh, is wow. again, beyond me. Again, it, it doesn't make sense to me, but- and again, I did that show for DJs. It was to show, again, more showing of, hey, DJs, these are all, and again, I keep saying on the show, all these records I'm playing are on the site. Yeah. Every record I'm playing is on the site. It's not like you're, I'm going to play a song. You're like, where can I? Like, it's all on the site. Right. And right. then what happened was, is I found that other people, not, not that like other people can't like dance hall, but it was like, I did it for the DJs. And then other people were like, well, I just like this new dance hall. So we're just going to listen. And the DJs and people come together. And then, yeah, it was, pretty crazy so wicked. every monday now yeah wicked man it's wicked it's wicked how we established shows that we we were kind of thinking about before the pandemic but yep now it's an actual it. like thing wild man wild. And, i mean just to, just to comment on that like all of what we're doing right now right. everything you guys are seeing on the youtube was foreign to me <laughs> before pandemic i had no yep. clue what obs was I never heard about OBS. Right. I had no clue what a capture card was. Right. And I have these two nice-ass cameras here that I wasn't taking advantage of. All of these, like, intricate things that we've all learned in COVID is amazing. Um, now, one thing I want to ask you about stemming off of those last questions from JKD. Now, you and I had a conversation the other day regarding Twitch. Yep. And the reason I messaged you was because SB told me, yo... You could start making money off of your Twitch, you know. DJJ <laughs> just made a little bit of money off of Twitch the other day. Yeah, man. So when he told me that, I was like, wait, what? And mind yeah, you, man. I got the affiliate link and everything from, Am from um, Amazon. It's kind of the same Twitch. shit. But from Twitch. <laughs> yeah. I got it from Twitch. Right. And yep. I just paid it no mind because I'm like, I'm not probably not going to make any money. You see these yep. gamers on here, you know, with hundreds of thousands of viewers. They're probably the ones making the money. Right. But you actually yep. did it. So there's two things I want to ask well, you. Not just not just me, a whole bunch of people. That, a whole, whole bunch of exactly. people have made, have made money. Facts, but you... I've, I've just been more open about it. Yeah, so you as a DJ have done it. So I guess the two things I want to ask you is, how did you do it? And while you answer that, you could probably answer, why is it important for a DJ to establish themselves and to register themselves as a business? Okay, so... What was the first question? Sorry. How did you make money? And then why is it so, important to be a business or register yourself as a business? So in, in a sense, you're asking how I made money on Twitch. Yeah. So, uh, so on Twitch, again, I kind of did the same thing that you did. It's like when I get partner, I was in my first mind, I was like, I don't want to charge people. I don't care. Exactly. <laughs> I, I, I could care less about that. But then again, I, a lot of research and again, everything I'm doing, like I've been the Guinea pig for a lot of DJs. Like, yeah. like, you like have. I've been the, the ghost <laughs> Guinea pig of the lot of DJs, like Serato crash on my Twitch on the live. Like I've been there done it. Okay. So I've been, I've been the, I've been the Guinea pig. So, um, being the Guinea pig, I, I watch a lot. So I watch a lot of people and where I saw it start to, in a sense, make sense to me was, 
seeing people with the custom emotes, the emojis. I, I know when we say sometimes we say emotes, some people don't know what Twitch is. So they're like, I don't know what the hell emote is. <laughs> emoji, custom emoji. And when I saw that, it, it one clicked. I was like, oh, you can share someone else's emote in another show. And I'm like, imagine it's a cool emote. And I, th I then saw people in the chat, the same chat say, yo, what's that? And they click it. And then you can subscribe to that person. You don't even need to know the person with the emote. But if you want to use the emote, you could subscribe to their channel. And it's, it's only six, seven bucks. So when that happened, I was like, oh, I need to make people have like, I need to make people want emotes. And the first one I saw was a buddy of D smooth. He had the, he had a spam can. Mm. Okay. Right. And, and it was like, yo, that's so sick. And then people would show up and, and again, in a sense, spam him. Mm. So as soon as I saw that, I was like, well, with fromage, I can do lots of things. So I did a cheese whiz. I did a, um, a, a craft dinner. Yeah. Um, I have a piece of cheese that holds a sign that says violation notice, which mm. is when, when like, let's say I play a song. So like, for example, like I choose some songs, like I'll, I'll, like I'll play a brandy song. Mm. To me, the, it, the song is cheesy. To some people, it's not. So people throw up violation. Oh, okay. okay. So as soon as those custom emotes came about, I was like, you need to be an affiliate to have them. And I was like, well, if I'm going to do it, I need to go full force. And that's what I did. And, and those emotes and the emote slots are based on how many people subscribe to you in a one month, on a one month basis. So for every slot you need, I think it's, so it's 15 for the, so you get, well, you get one when you, when you get, when, when you become an affiliate. And then if you get 15 people to subscribe to you, you get another one. And then if you get 25, it's another one, 35, another one. And then 50 is your last one. Mm. So as soon as I saw that, it was like full steam ahead. I need to get as many people on this as possible to one, maximize my emotes. So that way I can, and again, gain more followers through my cool emotes. Yeah. And that's kind of, and that's in a sense, the way I made money was just full steam ahead, subscribe, subscribe. And then again, provide amount, like massive amounts of value to everybody else. And again, hope that they'll subscribe. Now to, to was, pause you, to pause you there, this is where in the conversation that we had, when I developed my affiliate link and started to do my emote situation, you had said, a lot of mans don't fucking pass that step because they don't, they're not registered and then they don't have the taxation or whatever, the tax yeah. info to put into Twitch. So that's an aspect that I think a lot of people could learn from. Why? So, so you, yeah. you don't actually need to be a business. Okay. You, right. You, in a sense, you could be yourself, right? Yeah. That, that, that there's, there's no issue there. Um, but I mean, to, to be a business is, is again, just good because I mean, just for, I never, I never realized that till very later in life about having a business. Cause everyone's like, well, you could like write everything off. And I was like, I'm buying it anyways. What do you mean I'm going to write it off? And it wasn't until I started seeing, oh, I'm right. Like you go to a gig, you make 500 bucks. Well, a yeah. hundred dollars is expenses. Well, you actually only made four hundred dollars. But you're like, imagine you can actually make five hundred bucks. And it was like, it, it, as soon as I figured that, it was like that it clicked. Yeah. And 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 that's why. So um, it again, it's great to be a business again, just because people take at least for me, if people take you more seriously. Mm. Um, but on on Twitch, I mean, you can make this a business, man. It's it's really crazy. Like especially now that like I I streamed me mastering dub plates today. 
and I and I think I made seven dollars. Wasn't a lot, it's but something. I made seven dollars doing my day job. Yeah, wow. You would have done it anyway for nothing. I was already well. I, yeah. I, I was doing it for my client that that paid me, but yeah. at, at the end of the day, I made it right. So it's just from there, it's just gonna keep going up. Yeah, nice. So I love I love your um, discussions about like what you kind of do behind the scenes, the fact that you do a lot of edits and. Uh, so forth. So talk to us about you actually being in the clubs. What was your introduction into the club scene? My introduction into the club scene, um, I was in I was in high school. Wow. And funny <laughs> enough, it was at La Scratch. Oh wow. Mm. In a sense, my yeah, I think my first nightclub nightclub was was La Scratch. Wow, look at that. Yeah. And it was on their college night. Um it was on a Tuesday night at the time. This is 2005. And I just remember I'm DJing at a club and I still have to go to high school the next day. I'm, I think I'm in grade 12. And I just remember my friends not being ex as excited as I was. <laughs> I'm like, 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 I'm like going to school the next day. Like, you guys know where I was last night? I was at a nightclub. They're like, <laughs> I was like, no, no, no. I am in high school. I'm, I'm, I'm right. 17 years old. I was just at a nightclub last night. They're like, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how I was. So yeah. I was like, okay, um, but no, it was it was wild, man. It, it was it was wild because um, I never, especially La Scratch, because um, Buzz, I don't know if you ever been to La Scratch, but it used to be a Canadian tire. Yeah, um, that's no, how big I, it was. I'm from Scarborough, sorry. No. <laughs> all, all good. No, no, no but, but, but man, right no, now. <laughs> no, no. But here's the craziest thing, man. Um, when in yeah. in 2008, I was a part of something called Dollar Beer Thursdays at La Scratch. Mm. And brother, it was a college night and it did 1,500 people. Holy crap. Weekly. Weekly. Every week. Yeah. 1,500 people, one dollar beer. beer. That's and crazy. brother, it was insane. And legit, even though you're saying you're coming from Scarborough, people said we're from we're from Mississauga, man. Yeah, like people were there. people were like not going to Sugar Daddies and driving to La Scratch. Right. Jeez, on a Thursday. Re real talk. Real talk. I went to I went to York and they had some some I don't know about fifteen hundred but the pub nights there was like a good five to a thousand weekly and I was like what the yeah, hell <laughs> I think I yeah, went to man, the Soka night and one other night and uh, <laughs> yeah I wasn't really it's a different but, but yeah, scene so, so it was it, yeah it it was that man being being in high school um, DJing um, yeah. but but my my I had previous experience in all ages yeah. but a lot of my all ages were at banquet halls they weren't really mm. at. Although it was, I guess you can say it's a nightclub setting. It has a large sound system, lights, right. people are dancing, and there is a bar, but it's it's called the Italian Hall or the this blah blah blanket hall. Yeah. It's not a nightclub. So right, right. Um, that would be yeah, that would be my first my first experience. Wicked. And I know from the first experience till now is years down the line. So going into it as a lot of us DJs do, as all of us do when we go to parties, we develop sort of idols and mentors. Yep. Who have those been for you? So I have an interesting story. Um, my mm. story started um, when I was in uh, when I was in high school. Um, my mentors, funny enough, were uh, Danny D, uh, Tony Monaco, Hammer. Everyone, pretty much everyone from Z13. Because when I I'm I'm my my dad is Portuguese, so right. I'm I'm Portuguese, and okay. the European thing growing up was it, especially in the mid '90s was a lot of Euro, like anything you saw in Electric Circus. Yeah, that's what I grew up with. So. At the time, Z103 was like legendary just for that that style of music. So 
I gravitated towards those guys. And the coolest part was, is those guys never punked me off. I would show up, not even tell them. And again, it's 2001, 2002, yeah, 2003. Right. I'm showing up to the rate, like this is their job. And I'm showing up like, yo, can I sit in here and, and watch you do the street mix? And man, like shout out Danny D. Like Danny D never punked me off once, man. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I don't know how, how old are you in grade eight and nine? Like, I don't know. Uh, Four, 13, like, 14. Yeah, 13, yeah. 14. Yeah, man. Like, dude, like, just imagine you. Imagine you be doing your, like, doing a club and then some kid just wants to come and ch- like, chill with yeah. you. Like, and, and I literally think back to, like, what would I say to a person? Like, yeah. I probably would probably say, yo, kid, buzz off, you know? But <laughs> yeah, that, that was, Danny D never did that, man. Never at all. Danny so wait, D, you, you are age. How old are you? I'm, I'm 32. Oh, yeah, you're about yeah. our age. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Danny D never, never punked you off. Never, man, never. And, and again, Danny D, Tony Monaco, uh, the Hammer, all of like the main, the main guys of the radio station, man, never always welcomed me with open arms. Mm. And it wasn't until I started, funny enough, hanging out with Marky D, who was another, you know, um, very, very dance-driven DJ from from Z13, introduced me to starting from scratch. Mm. Okay. And it, it was it was from there that I started again very quickly learning who Scratch was because uh, again. My mind at the time, this is 2000, 2000 to 2004. My mind at the time is strictly dance music, like like dance music, dance music. But keep in mind, I listen to everything. My parents listen to everything. Right. It's just that this is what I want. Like, I want to be the, the Euro DJ. Yeah. And then I quickly learned about starting from scratch and the, you know, the traffic flow mix show. Yep. And man, just fr- from there, he became my favorite DJ because... I grew up with so many different types of music, like, like insane amounts of music. Cause my, my parents just like me, like everything. Right. Like I remember vividly listening to like on a reggae trip on a cassette from my dad, listening to Buju Banton and all like Gregory Isaacs, all these people. I'm 93. We're four or five years old. Right. I'm listening to this. Then I'm listening to Stevie Nicks and Fleetwood Mac with my mom. Right. And then I'm listening to dance music and then I'm listening to, you know, um, my uncle who like is playing, um, you know, Soka and stuff. Right. Like some like Byron Lee stuff. And I'm like, like and and, like legit, this is how I grew up with rock and everything. Mm. So when I saw Scratch and again, the best part about Scratch on the Travis Lumet show is he did whatever he wanted. Some days you hear him play rock music. Some days you hear him play hip hop. Some days he's reggae. Some days he's whatever. He played whatever he wants. Um, and now, and I gravitated towards that. Cause I was like, that's what I want Like, I want to be able to play all types of music Dope, man. and, and that, and like he, he became, um, he became like the number one. Right. Wicked. Nice. Now before, as Col- I imagine every, I, go ahead. As I imagine Sorry. he, he's, he's number one to everybody, man. Like he was, much, yeah. he was on my speakers and a like, lot of fucking rush hour traffic, yeah, a lot of them. And yeah, he's, he's amazing at what he so, does. Yeah. Very. Uh, before COVID, I know you, yeah. you know, played at a lot of clubs, but one club I remember you playing at was uh, Cocktail House in Pickering. Yep. How did that opportunity come about? Um, so how did that opportunity? So I've known um, Dean and Little S, uh, the owners of the club, okay. back from the rumors days. Right. Um, and I used to play funny again, no one knows this because Rumors Friday didn't do that well. Okay. But I used to do a lot of Fridays at Rumors. Okay. Um, me, 
Uh, Black's done a place who would show up at two. <laughs> I would play the whole night. Black shows up. <laughs> Sounds like him. <laughs> um, yeah, man. So, um, oh, and and Mr. Presto was was on was are on we, the mic. Are we talking was, about rumors in Scarborough? Rumors in Scarborough. Okay. Yeah, man. Wow. Yeah, it's, man. It's funny. I just uh, again, drove by, I drove by there the uh, other day and they they tore uh, that they again. Tore that though, again, Fridays weren't wasn't the night. Fr- okay. Fridays was their like legit off night. Okay. That was the weirdest part, okay. and I guess that I guess that's why I played there. Not not that it did bad, but it wasn't it wasn't slammed like a Sunday or anything like that. Right. So um, d- did that on Fridays, um, and when the opportunity came up that little s because little s DJs there when that opportunity came up that he's like, hey, um, I need a DJ. He right. he brought me in because they want a variety of music um, on flow, and that was pretty much it. Like and. I, to, to, to be honest, I didn't expect him to ask me. Right. And he did. And then it was, it was wicked, man. It was, it was uh, the whole summer I got to do. Oh, sorry. I'm remembering now. Um, one of the brothers went back to their homeland, I think of, of Macedonia and it's a family run business. That's the coolest part about that business. It's, it's very, very family driven, family run. Right. So um, when one person goes down, they need someone to step up. So right. um, I'm a little less um, took, took over the club. And then I was the DJ. Wicked. Interesting. Now, do you and, still- and, and it was, sorry, it was an interesting summer too, because um, it was at the start of the summer. And right. literally they said, it's, you, you got to commit to every weekend. Ooh. Friday and Saturday and long weekend Sundays. Wow. wow. <laughs> and they're like, we want to know all the bookings you currently have. Right. You can have those bookings, but as of today, no more. Jeez. But I'm on the radio 10 hours a week on 93.5. Wow. Dope. So it, it was worth it. It was worth it. They, they, they got, they got, I think I had maybe four weddings throughout the whole summer, throughout the what is oh, it, wow. four, eight, 16 weeks. I had four weddings, right. uh, maybe two private parties. But other than that, I think for other than six weeks, I was, I was there every week, month, uh, su- uh, Wednesday, sorry, Friday, Saturday, sometimes Sunday. Nice. So that, that was fun. So how was that exposure of playing on the radio as well? Like, did you, did you have people come up to you like, Oh, are you DJ J from, you know, never, um, never that. Okay. But the coolest, the coolest part was, is I saw how powerful the radio was. Okay. That, uh, so Peter Cash, uh, Peter Cash was the MC, and I remember like Peter Cash would like forget his phone charger, and I was like, I'm, I'm always been Android. He's iPhone, and he's right. like, Yo, I need someone to bring me. And brother, legit, random people would show up and bring the man a charger. <laughs> and again, I don't know, like I don't know who's listening. Like, right, yeah, right. people are texting me, Hey, I'm listening, but like I didn't know the impact of of how serious the radio was until I saw that, like right. on a weekly other, like, you know, like it was, in, it was intense. So never the, are you DJJ, but definitely like seeing the impact of how many people got to listen. And there was, again, there, there was people that listened, but never said anything to me. But okay. then after like, Hey, I heard you're on flow. Like, you know, right. Right. So I, I just didn't know the reach until after the fact. Mm. Okay, so, well, good. so we have a couple of very important fan questions. A couple oh, of people boy. reached out to us and asked us some pressing questions, actually. I like these ones. Oh, jeez. So the first one, DJ J. Any relation to Dr. J? No, <laughs> no. Uh, but here's the funniest part, though. Fu- the funniest. <laughs> What's that? No, 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 no. Yo, yo, I'll tell you a funny story. And, 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 the, and the best part was, is like the first time I met Dr. J. Yeah. It, it was so funny because legit, I would get phone calls 
from old Caribbean women. <laughs> and I would never answer the phone at the, again, at the time. And they would leave messages. And again, this is a lady in a very, very Trini Guyanese accent saying, hello, I'd like to book Dr. J. And I'm just like, how did she get this number wrong? <laughs> and this happened a lot. And I just remember telling him that. And I, I, I think he said only one time he had it where I think someone called him or text him or something. Um, but it was just it, like, so uh, no relation, but funny enough that like we, we did get kind of, <laughs> kind of mixed thing. up. So that, but again, more, more, more my side than his side, obviously. Okay. And second question, any relation to DJ white boy, <laughs> James McCormick? Oh <laughs> white boy's a good friend, man. Good, good, okay. good, good friend, man. Good, really good friend. Unfortunately, no, no relation, but uh, very, very good friend. And, and um, to be honest in the reggae dance hall scene, kind of, kind of inspiring to see uh, as, as well. Got um, you. Because, because it, it's, it's not, it's not easy playing dance hall for real Jamaicans. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, and, I don't, and it comes to almost a point of, it doesn't matter what the song is. Yeah. Right. JKD could play the same set as me and he will have the crowd much faster than I will. And it's, and I, I, I experience it and, and it, and it, it drives me to do better while I'm playing because they're, they're looking at me, but they're like, well, this guy doesn't, this guy doesn't know this song. Yeah. <laughs> and then you hit him another one and another one and then a dub. And then, yeah, right. you know, like, and then it's like, okay. And then by the end of the night, you know, I got him, but right. it's, uh, it, it's, it's much harder. So seeing white boys confidence. Um, and again, I'm not a DJ that talks like you see me talk on the yeah. mic now because of COVID, but I've never been a guy to talk. Um, mm. I'm always the guy mixing with an MC. So um, white boy, although no relation definitely gave me the confidence um, to play dance hall uh, yeah. the way I do. Speaking speaking of white boy, I just seen a, a a video of him actually clashing, and that gave me m much more respect for him because I'm, no, like, man, I'm into the dope. clashing stuff now. Yeah, no, and I seen him clash, and I, and he was going up against some top dogs. Like we're talking about Black Reaction, we're talking about like Super yeah. Fresh. Those are some top sounds in yeah. Toronto. Jeez. Yeah, and I, you know I give him his props because he he did well. He went to the finals. Yeah, yeah, bro. He was like the top four. One of the top four sounds in the last round. So, mm. I mean, he played well, really well. Yeah, man. And, and, and he is not a, I, I like to call myself a dub flaunter. He doesn't <laughs> flaunt dubs. He likes to keep everything very quiet until right. he needs it. Right, right. Um, and, and, and yeah, man, I, I, I haven't seen many dubs, but the, the dubs he has played are ridiculous. And he has a lot of cartel, like a lot of right. cartel. Right, right, right. Okay. Um, right. Yeah. All right, we gotta big up our uh, uh, we gotta big up Pran for those questions. <laughs> so when he asked both of them. Yes. <laughs> um, now back to our questions, the more realistic ones. Now we spoke about you know you in the club scene, but we want to dive in more of the business aspect of being a DJ. Yep. So as we spoke about earlier, you have your music pools. Yep. So go around. I guess maybe the business aspect of that, um, what you offer, what you charge, and how that's a another sort of passive income that you do make so you want me to talk about everything or just talk about my mp3 pool because because in a sense there's two stories to that um, okay but but the best part is is again we all love gary v as uh because I, I i follow you guys a lot so i know i know the way i the style i know you guys watch gary v yeah and sure. and it's always been about giving value mm. and and it was funny that even before i seen gary v the first time i seen gary v was 
um, The Breakfast Club, The Breakfast Club interview. Me too. And even before that, I've been providing value, more value than anything else. Always provide value. And that's how it literally came about. Um, the edits legit came about with me making the edits for myself, right? As anyone would. Yeah. But the, the, the difference was is when I started playing out, DJs would come up to me and say, where did you get that? Because at the time, this is 2004, 2005, mm. there, there is no DJ pools. I think there's at the time there was a, a, a site called my12inch.com. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> funny, funny enough. <laughs> what? It's kind of right? fucked up, um, but I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and yeah, there was that one. There Jake was that and one. my two inch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and again, again, crazy name. And I think that's the reason why a lot of people maybe didn't click it. But, um, but, but again, funny. No, no, legit guy. I'm, I am sure. And I'm willing to bet it's still, it's still around. I'm willing to bet that that site's still around. Um, but there wasn't a, a lot of, a lot of sites, man. So people were kind of ripping them off the internet where they could or had to rip from the CD. And again, Serato was very, very new. So man, it's just, it started like, well, can you send me those? And I started sending them to DJs. And then a lot of DJs started asking. And I was like, well, I'm not, I'm not doing all this work for free. Mm. So I, again, me being the value, I said, and this was maybe about four or five DJs. I said, okay, you guys pay for the record pools. Because at the time, I'm not getting the music. I'm literally going on the sites and downloading them. Okay. And all the other DJs, I'll do the work. You guys pay for everything. So in a sense, I got free music. And from there, just stemmed to like, okay, now, now it's time to, now it's time to make money. Because again, my 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 project every month was getting larger and larger and larger. Yeah. Um. So fr so from there again, it, it stemmed to now it's now it's a business. Right. Um. And then again, funny enough, the the my MP3 pool thing came about same way, providing content, um, making edits, and and again, um, like Gary V says, you know, share your best stuff. And I would literally make the top edits. Drake would um, Drake would drop a song. I got like I'm the first one to make the edit. Right. And I sent it to every single person I could that I had their email, and I sent sent it to every single record pool mm. for free. Dope. And man, you wouldn't believe how many record pools would take my edit, take my name off of it, and post it, and no credit whatsoever. Oh yeah. And it wasn't, and it, and it and it and it was about a year of that. And I was like, whatever. What I'm like, at least I can say it's my edit. Yeah. And it wasn't until the biggest edit I ever done was Drake 02100. It dropped and they didn't release a clean version. And I made a clean version. At the time, I was working at GE. Um, and I, the only reason why I had a day job at the time was to get a mortgage because uh, right. at the time, banks were not giving DJs mortgages. Yep. Also, another reason to, to have a business. Um, I made, I literally stopped working at GE, like, like stopped my work at GE and started cleaning the song. And I don't know if like you guys know zero to hundred, that's a lot of swearing. Right. Yeah. And you may still have my edit. It's a lot of ruse and, 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 and like, I don't know if you have, if you, if you Most have the likely. clean edit of that, right. but if you have that, that's my edit. And dude, that thing spread like wildfire. I heard DJs in Japan using my edit. Wow. And I was like, what the hell? And it was that time that, again, I'm every week I'm sending it to DJs and sending it to record pools. And it was my MP3 pool that said, yo, this is crazy. 
credited me for the uh, for the edit and said, "Man, we want to work with you," nice. and then never contacted me again. <laughs> what? And I was like, "What the heck, dude?" <laughs> no, wouldn't answer my emails. Okay, cool. Still sending, still sending, and and it wasn't until another time where they're like, "Yo, this is sick. Like, we want you to still work with us. You know, we love up. Like, give you the runaround." Right. Still, never got back to me. And it wasn't until the third time where they said, this is sick. This is what we're going to pay you. You start, go. Mm. And again, it was just by constant providing value. Yeah. That's dope. And that's what I, and, and that's what my business has always been. Yeah. Right. Is providing value. And, and you asked me what I've been doing since COVID. I've been providing value via YouTube and stuff like that. I've been, you know, I did two webinars for, D, uh, for to sort your crates and stuff like that. Um, I did a Twitch one um, for streaming and, and stuff like that. And right. yeah, man, just providing value. And from there, you know, marketing, marketing my other services and maybe you need them and maybe you don't. So do you have your own MP3 music type of? It's more of a curation service because the thing is, is a record pool is like they give you everything yeah. and I don't give you everything. My thing is only the goods, like the songs that you need. It's cure, it's curated. It's a curated mm. playlist. Okay. Right. Um, and 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 like JKD can attest to that, right? Like right. you're, I'm not giving you every dance hall song that's been released this month. True. Okay. Now, now that you, you said it, it's like yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm, right. I'm not. I'm not giving you full rhythms and stuff like that. Right. Right. Um, right. It's it's very it's very limited because again, I don't want to waste people's time. Right. That's what that's what a lot of these things do. They're, it's a time waster. Right. Yeah. You listen to all these songs, and 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 not that I'm hating on other people, but there's some editors and people that will just get a song, and because they make money, they'll put it out. Mm. But you don't know if this guy is from a rapper from Hamilton or a big art. Like like they actually don't know. It's right. it's a song that comes to them, and they make it and they put it out. Right. Right. And I don't want to mention any record pools, but there's a lot of record pools, not my MP3 pool, but other ones that if you go to the reggae section, especially, sure. I, and, and I would be, I would, I would want, I would love to videotape you, JKD, just going through the reggae section of some of these websites. I know I've been, I've been on some of these websites and they're horrible, bro. And, and legit, you're like, who is this? You're right. right. Like who, like I'm telling you, man, it's, it's really, really sad. Dope. But again, man, it's a, it's a money game. It's, it's. Make you know, make the edit, send it to the site, make the money. Right, right. For those who don't know, like what's what's the record curated? Um, so it's called it's called it's called Eight Mix, and it comes from an eight bar intro, okay. and that's and that's what it is, and and, that, and that's what we specialize in eight bar eight bar intros. Right, right. Okay. And that's and that's it, man. Wicked. I know you talked about um, YouTube, so let yep. talk to us about um, the YouTube channel that you have. So the YouTube channel started a while ago uh, when. I, you guys probably heard of this called the, the Toronto Caravan DJ pack. Yes. I heard that? of it. Yep. So that was my intro into Soka. Right. And funny enough, I was like, well, I don't know enough about Soka. I know how to make edits, but I don't know enough about Soka. So I need to recruit some people. Right. So I recruited my boy, DJ and Trinity, who was like my biggest, uh, my pretty much my longest standing friend at the time. Okay. Tr Trinidadian. Uh, super into Soka. Okay. Um, and we started that. And then it's like, okay, we need to expand more because I want I want more edits, more DJs. Right. And we, we recruited um, Kevin. We recruited right. uh, uh, Loveaboy from New York. We okay. recruited Jeff Jam. Um, and and it, was, it was through there. 
it was through that that I got into the the Soka edits. Okay. Sorry, what was the initial question? Um, the YouTube channel. Like, how did you get started sorry, with that? Sorry. So by doing that, I started recording me making, funny enough, edits at the time and reworks to Soka stuff. And then right. I never did anything else with the channel, right. funny enough, until COVID hit. Right. And as soon as COVID hit, that's when I started to started to do tutorials. And again, just from Gary V, like my biggest issue always was, well, if I show everyone how I do my work, who the hell's going to pay me to do the work? Right, right. And then I realized people are lazy. Right. And people <laughs> are not as committed to music as I am. Yeah. Because like I said, sometimes like a lot of like my, the monthly curation service, like again, you just got the September package. I did, yeah. In, in total, maybe that, maybe I spent 45 hours making that. Oh, wow. Right. That, that, so that, that's a, that's a long time, right? Right, right. So, um, the, the YouTube channel, the YouTube channel started just by, again, adding more value to customers who are not DJing at the time. Right. Right. Cause that, cause that's the, that was the hardest thing. If you're providing music to DJs, that's cool. But now what happens if they're not DJing? True. What, what are you going to do? Like, yeah, it's cool. It's like, but like Jay, I'm not DJing. And again, like no one knew what was happening. So it's like March was okay. Right. April's like, okay. May is like, hmm, June, or like, just like, okay, I'm done. No, I can't pay for music anymore. Like, I haven't played. No one's playing. Right. Um, so I was like, I got to be able to, to provide value to customers. And through that, again, doing webinars and then adding them to YouTube. And again, showing DJs um, a skill set that I have and I use. And I, because I'm in this position that I help and do a lot of things, a lot of people come to me and ask me for uh, questions and stuff, providing, providing value to customers who are not DJing mm. and using a, a certain skill set that I, uh, that I know. And again, by being the guy that helps everybody, they come to me with questions. And again, this is where me and Gary V like really clicked because people are asking Gary V questions. He takes those questions. And if he gets enough of those questions, he sees that, oh, everyone has this problem. Right. Right. I saw that too. Everyone has crate problems. And again, when, when, and, and again, like I have, like, not only do I do edits, I provide services of like, some people don't know how to back up their laptop properly. And I, I like, I set that up for some, like, like that's a service I offer as well. That if you need help backing up your laptop, changing a hard drive, um, getting your, getting your old hard drive to read on your new hard drive and not having to worry about stuff like that. So seeing those issues from that many people, I'm like, I need to address these issues uh, one to help, but two, so they'll stop calling me right. <laughs> like, like, dude, as soon as COVID hit and I made a post about the, um, uh, what's it called? The, the iRig, the iRig too, yeah, right. dude, if you ask my wife, dude, my wife didn't talk to me for a week. No <laughs> lie. My phone would ring 50 times a day, 50 different people asking jay how are you online how are you where do you get this thing how much is it right. and 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 legit my wife was so so pissed and and i helped every single person i the, helped every single person the funny story with that is the i ordered two irigs in separate separate <laughs> yep. months i said you know if this one crashes i want at least a backup first one i ordered it may have took three four days to get to my house the second one took over a fucking month because everybody bought it at that point. It's cr it was crazy. And I think I yeah. found it all from D-Rock's post. Yeah. That's where I heard it. But that, that iRig is, is an integral part. 
of um the streaming of, of, of the instagram streaming for yeah. sure instagram streaming yes okay. uh yeah. one thing i wanted to mention too now that we're talking about the youtube space uh, a lot of the people that are listening would know that i have a youtube channel myself called the dj network and i have yep. two people that i want to do collaborations videos with and it's literally listed in my phone and has been for months and that is dj j and yep. dj kevin nice so eventually i'm going to make that happen but at this point in time i just haven't kept up with the, the channel my damn self yeah no no and and i was the same way brother right right up until covid and it's now it's now that i've been i've been up to it and then again using the gary v model of um Bring value bringing value and then again like taking the contents like so for example today i did the dub plate i did the dub plate thing today recorded yeah. it right. and then i took a snippet of it and i posted it in my instagram today yeah right two people hit me up and they're like you master dubs i was like yes and it's cost this much it's worth it <laughs> so i made seven dollars and i have two potential new customers yeah. right so it's easy. stuff just 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 stuff like that man just just stuff like that yeah Thank you. So it's just to say, you know, you're on the radar to put you on a, one of them episodes. I'm ready, brother. Whatever you need me to do. It's just one of those of, of my business ventures that have been low-hanging fruit. And very low-hanging because I've just... Yep. I don't know. COVID hit me different and I had to position my mentality to certain things. And mm -hmm. unfortunately, that one again in my life took a back burner. Because I've had sure. the DJ Network since early 2017. Yeah, dude. I, I, I don't, I don't want to say... But I was probably one of your first subscribers. Yeah, you were. And you commented that on one of my videos. Like, I pay attention, but I just, it's one of those, like, I haven't been able to fixate my mind to do it. I, 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 I don't know what it is, but I need to get back on it. Whatever. It just takes a lot of time. And and, yeah. and that's one thing. Like, it, it, it does take a lot of time. And especially when you're doing it all yourself, that's the hardest part. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah, man. So again, like I'm ghetto. Like if I want to do a video effect and I got to like, I get it. Like I Google it and I'm like, how do I make the logo shake to the base? And then I, <laughs> I watch a tutorial on how to do like, right. like that's legit how ghetto it is. So yeah. I get it, brother. It takes, it takes a long, long time. Oh yeah. It takes a long time. Yeah, man. So I but mean, I'm ready, how, whenever how, you're ready, I'm down. For sure. We'll, we'll end up doing a collaboration video at some point. How has um the YouTube space been for you financially? Not nothing, zero, and because of music, and right? Yes, and because of the music. So, so my, so I haven't, I haven't monetized yet. Because like on YouTube, you can't start monetizing until you get some like really serious views. Right. So I think I think one of my videos at like three hundred, and one of them's at like a hundred or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I haven't started monetizing that. But all of my the dub plate mastering and all that stuff. Yeah, man, I, I, I was actually really pissed because I did the edits one the other day, which is like my first one where you just you see me make edits and I'm talking to people. Yeah. And man, I got flagged on, on like six songs and I literally like went back to like the copy infringement. I was like, and I appealed every single one of them. Wow. Jeez. Everyone, everyone allowed me to use it except one, pe one person. You guys know Lou City? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Lou City from St. Lucia. Yeah. yeah. Yes, guy, they sent me the damn song and, and their record label is pulling it off. And I said, guys, your artist sent it to me. This is educational. They will not. So I cannot, I cannot monetize because of that. Well, can't you just mute that specific section? No. I mean, I could, but then, but then it's weird though. Cause then you're like watching. And then again, it, it's always been like for me, um, which is another reason why I don't like to use restream. Cause like 
if you get muted on Facebook or YouTube, people don't know, like they'll pull up and it's right. just you like just bouncing around, but <laughs> the music's been cut, but the like, video's still there. So like, you're like, you're looking at this guy, like this guy has no, this guy has no idea that this guy unplugged something and right. nothing's working right now. He's right. just bouncing around like an idiot. Yeah. So um, that was, that was always my thing of like, I, I couldn't mute it. And, and if I didn't mute it, I could monetize, but I was like, it didn't make sense. So I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get a hold of them. Um, yeah. So, I mean, be but you yeah, being, like I, I, I want, I want that. And I'm not playing the whole song, man. It's like a snippet. It's right. like a snippet. Cause I mean, so. you being in that space already, it makes sense to, to do something where it's less musically inclined and more so educationally. So removing yes. like copyrighted material. Right. One of my videos, I don't even know how it has 200,000 fucking views. And that's already made like a shit, like not a shitload, but like a good amount of money to say it's worth yep. my time. Right. The fact is there is money to be made on YouTube yep. and you're a very knowledgeable guy. Like most DJs just looking at their studio setup, you could understand that they know what the fuck they're talking about. And looking behind you right now, you could see all of that. And besides that, I've I've watched a few of your contents, and you could do it. Like it's it's just eliminating that cop copyright aspect. That that and I need a and I need a production team for for me to yeah. to do it because my main business, which is edits, takes up so much of my time. Yeah, I need a production team that I can hand off to. Like yeah. I can do the content and then hand it off because it's hard with me prepping for shows again like mm -hmm. the, the fromage tea show that takes a while to prep right yeah, like right. again for me to go two hours or again with the show with five hours with this like again cheese is not a genre right like there's multiple genres right and you have to make all the records work together so prepping for shows um has been hard and then again once i'm done with the shows i rip the audio put them on spotify mixcloud so that takes time, man. So yeah. it, for, for me to put, pump out the videos, like even my webinar, I did my webinars in May and I just posted them a month ago. Oh, wow. Right. So it's just like, it, it takes, it, it takes time. So like, I need a, I need a production team, gotcha. a cheap one. <laughs> <laughs> True. And it, sorry, an inexpensive, I don't want to say cheap, yeah, right, an expensive production team. Right. Right. Got you. Um, uh, I came across that you have your own app. I, I, is, I, I, do you have your own app? Oh, like, do you have your own? Is it an app no. that you have called Spin? Uh, oh, Spin Tools. Yes. Spin tools, so, yes. so, 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 Spin Tools. Spin Tools was is funny enough. Me and uh, a buddy of mine, Tim, who who used to be a used to be a DJ. Um, okay. uh, but Spin Tools kind of you know consumed his life. Uh, he's a he's a really brilliant. I want to say brilliant coder. Um, okay. And with me making multiple hundreds thousands of edits a month i needed a way to tag and do all these things in in easier ways and and him over the years being my friend seeing that he created an app that you can organize your music library and remove duplicates and oh, make cue points yeah um and in 2017 or 2018 we actually went to the cdj show in toronto we paid right. the big money for the booth um got a ton of emails ton of stuff um, and then, uh, and then Tim bought a house and now Tim is about to have a kid. Right. So, uh, and, and I'm not a coder. Um, it, it's, it's again, a lot of my idea and a lot of my like reworking, but at the end of the day, it, it's Tim's baby and it's hard because it's one of a kind. Right. And 
damn, if I, if I would have known you were going to ask that, I would have showed you guys a bit of what it can do. It's really insane, man. That's wicked. like not only not like like it, it not only does it show you duplicates, it like will remove duplicates and show you like let's say you like let's say you have I don't know. I don't know, a song by Destra, let's say. Right. And you have five of them. It'll show you that, like, you only played this song, this one once, this one once, this one twice, this one 36 times. That is and wicked. Once. And here's the thing. And here's the thing. It, 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 it's, it's, in the, it's in the beta phase right now. Right. But in a sense, for a DJ, the scary part is, is you're like, well, I want to delete these four songs and I want to keep just this one. Mm -hmm. But what happens if this and this one are in a crate that you, you don't maybe use often, but when you're going to go use it, it doesn't, it's not going to work. You're going to load it. It's like, oh shit, it's gone. Well, imagine a program that could take this one song and put it in these five crates and not take <laughs> up. And, and again, if this uh, easy math, let's say each song is five megabytes, right. five, 10, 15, 20, 25. Right. Now you've just saved 20 megabytes on your hard drive and nothing changed. Your crate structure didn't change. Nothing changed. Just the size in your hard drive change. That's wicked, bro. And that's and guys, that's just one application. That's one application. Right. Mm. Um, pretty much the way we've set it up is you're going to before you open Serato, you're gonna add music and spin tools, you're gonna add cue points, you're gonna do everything in spin tools. Everything will be done in spin tools. Serato will be will be a performance app only. Wow. Jeez. Forward thinking, because, I like yeah. it. But again, it's it's hard because again Tim Tim is a very busy guy and Tim runs all my stuff for my Fromage show like so like behind the scenes I don't know like you don't see me clicking off screen right like Tim is running all that stuff so um, he's very busy but like I said it's it's in the alpha stage right now right and then we're we're about to go to beta which then is going to open it up to a lot of a lot of testers and and people have been complaining about the length right but the only thing I can say to that is is we're messing with your hard drive. We're messing with your hard drive. Right. And we do not want to bring, because like that, like um, DJ Tech Tools in the UK is on board. Okay. DJ, uh, DJ City is on board and Club Killers and DMS are on board. These are record pools that are on board that you'll be able to download music through the app. Oh, wicked. But we do not want to release something and, and legit, it deletes DJ's hard drives or air, like, like right, right. all it takes is one and the app is done. Right. All of that time, every, the money, everything is done. Right. So we're being very, very cautious. Cause like I said, um, when you guys back up your hard drive, you know how you have, like you have your Serato and then you have your underscore Serato, right. yeah. uh, you, know, the, you know, the folder that like yeah. stores all, your, all that stuff. We're messing with that folder. And when you mess with that folder and you don't have a proper backup, you could in a sense, lose crates, lose files, delete files. So we're being very, very cautious. With Jeez. As you should. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So let's um, let's dive to another aspect. Um, you know, step away from the DJs. Um, let's go into the more you know current situations that are happening right now. Um, yep. Speaking with the Black Lives Matter, mm -hmm. um, I know I've seen that you have taken initiative in voicing yep. your opinion on the yep. whole Black Lives Matter. Speak on that, so our viewers can know, um, like you know, where's your stance on it? Well, man, I mean, obviously, Black Lives Matter. I mean, I, I've I've gr grown up. Um, some of my some of my best friends are Jamaican, Trinidadian, um, and and not that I, I I again I I grew up very white privilege un unfortunately, yeah. um, but but I I've definitely seen um, even as I was speaking my friend DJ in Trinity like I vividly remember him having a car and every time we would drive by the police this guy would just 
like this. And I'm just like, it's like, it was never something I had to do. And it was, so from there, man, just loving, loving the culture. I'll do, I'll do anything to do anything to support the, the movement in any way right. I can even, um, even again. So, um, I know, I know I saw a bunch last weekend, DJs started, they shut down their shows. They didn't do anything. Right. Um, I chose to do the same thing, but then I chose to stream from Friday to Monday morning. Um, some information about black lives matter. Oh, on my Twitch channel, the whole, like I did 52 hours and oh, wow. it completely destroyed my, my partnership, um, my road to partnership for this month, because you have, you have to have a certain average viewers. And because I did it for so long and obviously people are coming in for very quick information and then leaving, right. um, it destroyed that. And I, dude, I lost 10 followers. Oh, wow. And, and, and the craziest thing is, is it's kind of hard, not that it's hard to unfollow someone on Twitch, but it's. Like you have to go out of your way to do it. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, so I was like, you know what, if that person's going to unfollow me for that, then I don't, I don't need them as a follower anyways. Yeah, so man, just, just doing, doing my part, man, doing my part, um, sharing, sharing some like, um, I, I, I don't want to call them memes, but just some like pictures and, and images of stuff like, um, just some like deep thought stuff of like why people are thinking certain ways and, but again, I've always I've always been for the love, man. I just do right. a, every everything for the love. Right, right. Hey, you. Okay. Um, now, in terms of everything that you do, you know, you just like how you have your idols, and you grow up seeing certain people that you idolize. There's people maybe looking up to you, or young people that are here in this conversation right now. What advice would you give to them in terms of the DJ world? And everything that you've learned. Practice, practice, practice your craft. Practice the the craft of DJing. Yeah. And and when I say that, that's not just mixing and selecting. That's the business aspect. That's that's everything. Practice everything about the 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 art of DJing. Yeah. And, and so yeah, go ahead. And 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 the reason why I say that is because when you practice everything, you get to see if you actually like it. Mm. right because there's some djs who are like well just like scratching but like that doesn't mean they're a great dj and can do this as a business right and i'm not knocking scratch djs like I'm, I, I just use that as an example there's some djs that that you know know how to beat mix and but that's it though so my advice to anyone would be just really dive deep and like find out if this is what you want to do because I mean, D being a DJ is awesome, but at the same time, it's kind of it's kind of stressful as well. Yeah, it's kind of stressful as well, and 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 there's multiple factors. And when you dive in all the way, that way you get your feet wet with everything. Right. Right. Maybe maybe the business aspect of DJing isn't for you. Maybe the maybe the technical aspect isn't for you. Like right. So when you dive full in, um, you really kind of get to know if if this is what you want to do, and then and then from there, make your own style. Right. Whatever, whatever that is, whatever that is. Sure. So what, even in terms of the business aspect of things, I know we touched on a few. Um, this, were, were you, did you work in the Pickering um, System Music Warehouse? I did. I did. I, I, uh, so I, in, in college, when I went to Durham College, yeah. I took operations management. Um, and I graduated. And funny enough, I lived in Durham. I did not know about System Music Warehouse. 
<laughs> it was the craziest thing. It used to be tracks. And yeah. brother, I used to literally get my mom or dad or take the go train to Yorkdale yeah. and then literally take the subway and then literally get to Mississauga and go to tracks records in Mississauga or play the record downtown and buy records. And I was literally, it was in my, the Durham region and I didn't <laughs> completely miss it. And it wasn't until legit, like the second day of graduating college, me and my buddy DJ Playa, he took me there. And yeah, from there I met Barry Booth and he's like, Hey, what do you do? And I was like, Oh, I just, we literally, like, I just graduated like two days ago. And he's like, Oh, what do you, did you take? He's like, I'm like operations. And he's like, Oh, do you want to be the operations manager? And I was like, hmm. Sure. And, and, that, and like that was, yeah, that was, that, <laughs> yeah, that was another, that was, a, that was another cool, cool experience, which um, again, helped me dive deeper into especially Caribbean culture for yeah. sure, because there was all, you know, there's always the old Jamaicans walking in every day and, you know, hearing, <laughs> well, you know about them chewing my you. <laughs> yeah. No, but, but man, like, again, I didn't grow up, like I grew up listening to reggae and all these other things, but I didn't grow up hearing DJs. Yeah. So right. I'm with me, like, like JKD, you have a completely different story than I do with growing up, like hearing the music and hearing deep, for me, in order to learn, I have to do a lot of research. I have to watch. Right. I have to watch the way you play songs and the way other DJs play songs. And in my mind, make mental notes that, okay, I can play these two things. And the, the, these songs hit. And, and, these, and, and in my mind, I'm making mental notes of why the song. Okay, th this song is a newer lover's rock. And that's why, because they're younger and stuff like that. Right. And then seeing that, like, for, you know, for young, for younger kids, I just can't, you can't play Dennis Brown. They're not going to understand that as, <laughs> as, as, as much as I want to play it. It doesn't matter. Right. Um, and, 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 and learning and learning that way. So um, like learning the Caribbean culture through system music was really, was really cool to, to see and hear and watch and then learn and then practice in the club. Right. So I guess to end on the topic of business, what would you, um, We've talked about a few facets of what we could do as DJs to make money. Uh, either, you know, reinforce what we've talked about or talk about different avenues that a DJ can make money, which means not necessarily just going to a club to DJ, but how could a DJ make money in different oh. ways? Well, man, like, I mean, just just take me as an example. I was a DJ and then I'm, I'm an, an editor and I haven't really, in a sense, been making money off of DJing yeah. during COVID, but... Because I'm an editor, I can make money off of that. Um, mm. Every every aspect of DJing, man. Um, again, these these are a lot of cases, I guess, for me because I can't think of a lot of other ones. But like, I like dub plates, so I can master dub plates and I can do that, and make money. Right. Um, I can make playlists for DJs. I can make edits for DJs. You know, um, JKD requested a song that I still have to to, to get, and you know, I I have to make like I'm gonna make that for him. So. Nice. Um, just, just doing, just doing things like that. Just for, for me, at least like I, there's a lot of avenues. Um, but mm -hmm. as a DJ, you gotta, you gotta like what those avenues are too. Right. Right. Um, it, during high school, I, uh, I went to a high school that had a theater, um, and I gravitated towards the tech crew. So in high school I was on the tech crew and I ran a 700 person theater in my high school. Wow. Um, and we did plays and, um, the best part was, is there was outside companies who would rent the venue. Right. Um, so I would actually get paid by the Durham district school board to miss class and, and do shows. So 
another avenue for me or other people is if like, if you like sound, you can be a sound guy at, at a church, at a concert, at a whatever. Um, so just for, for me, it's, it's learning different things about sound and lighting and all that stuff. And mm. I'm a, I, I do lighting design as well. I, I have a client that they do a dance show every year. It's a, it's a, it's called theater dance Academy and they, they teach kids how to dance. They have a year end recital. I'm their lighting designer. Oh, wow. And then I, and then I set on my laptop and run and I run uh, 18 um, moving heads, the intelligent lighting that you see at weddings, you know, the white ones that are usually up on stands. Yeah. I run 18 of those for a dance show that runs for three days. All that. So just getting, getting, again, getting into every aspect of DJing, sound, lighting, production. Yeah. I, there's so many avenues, right? So. Wicked. Right. Wicked. Um, so we asked this question. This is like, this is going to be the second last question. Okay. Um, we ask this question to every guest. Now, I don't know if it applies to you, but I'm going to ask it anyways. Cool. Do you remember the first FET that you've been to? I do. Okay. I, I, I do. Uh, it was the first time I seen soca music. Okay. I'll tell you the first time. Right. It was in 2005. All right. It was at, it was at Club Carib in Oshawa. You may know this. You may not. It's okay. No, don't know the club. <laughs> um, no, no, it's not a club. It's a Caribbean. It's the Caribbean Cultural Center of okay. Oshawa. Okay. 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 It's a it's a banquet hall. Right. And in and in Durham, every year they have something called Fiesta Week. And every club, so there's a Portuguese hall, there's an Italian hall, Hungarian hall, Club Carib, they all host for from Father's Day Sunday to the following Sunday, they do uh, the cultural week right. and you buy it's like $14 you buy a passport it's called and it allows you to go to all these halls and you try their food you see their shows and my friend DJ and Trinity his parents ran Club Carib and he got to DJ the the last night party okay. and at Club Carib it's all soca very little reggae extreme soca and I just remember they had two shows. The last show I think starts at 12 and goes till 1230. And then for pretty much from 1230 till 3 a.m. is the after party. And keep in mind, these are like much older Caribbean people. Okay. And the first time, in a sense, I've seen the FET was it's 3.30 in the morning. My feet are killing me. I'm sitting <laughs> down. You know, like some like back in time soca is playing. Right. And there was a lady in a walker standing up dancing. Wow. And this lady must have been 60, 70 years old. And right. I just remember like, wow, like how, <laughs> how am I sitting down <laughs> and this old ass lady, <laughs> not even moving a lot, but she's just holding the walker going. Right. And, dope, and it, that was the first time I heard soca music. And um, I loved it. Um, I loved it not only because of the back in time stuff, um, but I love that like, they would do re they, they would take old songs and like make them soca, but then like it, it's, it's like they would use the take on me, right? The old 80s song, right. right? But then they would they would make it like soca, you know what I'm right. saying? Right. Um, I, I, I love that aspect because I, I, I could relate to those songs, right? Like I, I grew up listening, so I was like, I know all of these songs, right? And then, um, as the time went on, I would say from 2006 to 2009, soca kind of went very melodic, which again had a lot of for me, 
Euro dance music tendencies. So I fell in love with Soka even more at that point. Like I remember like the electro lights rhythm. Like I was like, what the hell? Like this is the best ever. Like, um, so yeah, man, that was, that was the first, first time. That was the first time that I was like, I need, I need to do this. Like I need to see more of this. Right. And again, it wasn't like, it wasn't like a, it wasn't like a jab, jab fet, but it was just first time seeing older people, three thirty grooving to this beat that I've literally never heard. Just again, hearing just off of tapes and records, like not hearing it mixed and mm. seeing the way people react. And, and that was, that was the first time. Wicked. Oh, okay. So we're going to end off here, but we got a couple questions. So first one, what is one thing about DJJ that nobody in the world would know unless you told them yourself? If you're like Buzz, that has, you know, have a OnlyFans account. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) Damn. That's a hard question. Um, I don't know, man. I'm very open, like, at least with all my friends. Like, there's not much things. I I can't even think of anything. I I don't don't know. Open book. I I don't, I I can't think. I honestly, I can't, nothing is standing out in my, ask another question. I'm going to, I'm going to think, I'm going to think. Okay, we'll just go to the last question then. Okay. Where does DJJ see himself in five to ten years? Um, if you asked me that before COVID, I would have said doing the same thing mm. as in a sense as I was doing before. Yeah. Um, I didn't see myself stop stopping DJing at all. Um, making edits is just getting bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, so before COVID, I would say probably just doing that. Um, and now I don't know, man, like I really like the Twitch thing. Yeah. I really like the Twitch thing. Um, it's gotten me, it's, it's gotten me more uncomfortable in front of a camera. Right. Um, which again, which is why you see me do these things now where I do webinars and the dub plate stuff. And yeah. I'm still testing. I'm still like what Gary V said, just testing and seeing what I like and what sticks and what doesn't stick, what, and, and taking feedback, which not all feedback is good feedback mm. and, and seeing and just seeing what, what is working. So because of COVID, I, I'm, I'm not sure, but like definitely on the internet space yeah. of, of things, I, I, whether that's a YouTube, whether that's Twitch, I don't know, but something along those lines of going forward with more education for DJs nice. for sure at, at the end of the day. Love it. Wicked. All right. Thank you, brother. We appreciate your time. No problem. Uh, let them know where they can follow you, where they can find you, all that good so stuff. So at DJJ Online, you just search that on Google. And and again, I I had to make it online because if you search DJJ for some reason, Jay Z and <laughs> Master Flex come up. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know what type of Google AdWords that these guys made for, but I had to do that. And um. And once I did that, then everything kind of, cause like it's all one word. Yeah. Um, but I thought, um, funny enough, actually, you know what? So here I'll answer your question. You said, what does someone not know? I'm thinking about dropping the DJ and just being J online. Okay. And that'll be in a sense, my Gary V account and J online will do edits and dubs and DJ right. and stuff like that. Hmm. I love it. Smart. And one thing I, I, I'll commend you for is I, I personally think that is 
the best case scenario for any DJ. If you're doing everything online and making that residual income, right. you win. Right. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of guys, like, and I, I love seeing it. I love the visual aspect of, you know, this guy's flying here. This guy is DJing over here. Right. This big party here. You're throwing this. If you're making that kind of money online right. in your bed right. while you sleep, right. mm-hmm. you you're win. Facts. Period. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the direction you're trying to take your, you know, your movement. Personally yep. speaking, that's where I want to be eventually too. I'm in my prime still. I'm in my my good days. So I want to travel and see the world in certain aspects. But I love the online, you know. Are you saying that I'm not in my prime? <laughs> We're the same age. We're the same age. <laughs> At the same time, like that's what I'm trying to do right now while I can. Yeah, I know what happens when I have a two-year-old and a wife. You can't really do those things like I could it's, right now. It, it's hard, man. It's hard. Yeah. And even again, even before COVID, I had a had a residency in Ottawa that uh that again is hard. And yeah. again, the the money is the money is great, but I, you know, I leave Saturday morning and I don't get home till Sunday night. And right. yeah. although it's cool and I get to go to another city and you know, you know, show up like and again, like every DJ loves this. You show up to the club at 12 and you drink nice. and then you only play for an hour and a yeah. half and, yeah. and it's all and then you go out and talk. Yeah, like it, everyone loves that it's cool yeah. um but it, yeah having having the family having the family is hard man yeah. having the family is hard yeah but again like i find things to <laughs> like about certain things that make it better like dub like dubs has always been a thing where it's like i always want dubs and i've right. always wanted dubs right and jk and jk told me we we're gonna talk about dubs but i guess we're yeah that, that, that's okay, what, let's uh, talk about it okay then. let's talk about we're it we're here <laughs> So I've always wanted dubs, man. And, and, right. and the funny thing is I didn't even know what dubs were. It was always drops. It was like, yo, I want like at the time it's like, I want a 50, like I want 50 cent to be like, yo, you're rocking with Jay or whatever. Like I always True. wanted that. Right. And it wasn't until hearing a dub plate for the first time. I was like, that's amazing. Right. Like yeah. why wouldn't, and again, this is what I've n- never realized. Like I, I, every time I talk about dubs, like with like, Scratching these guys are like, oh, Jay's talking. Like, <laughs> why would you not want to dub to every single song? <laughs> True. I want to dub to every single song. Right. Why would you not want that? Why would you not want a custom piece? Like, you know what I'm saying? Because well, it costs it costs a lot of money though, so maybe that's why. <laughs> but 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 I see. I I look at it as as I'm investing in myself. True. And and again, to me, like some people. Everyone has different interests. Some people, some people have three cars, right? Right. Right. They have like, I have a summer beater and or a summer car and a beater and then <laughs> I have a bike and I have right. a boat. I'm like, I don't have any of that. I don't, I don't care about any of that stuff. I, right. I love, I love dubs. Like right. Right. I love dubs and I see the impact and, and, and legit my career kind of changed when I started doing dubs. Okay. Instantly. Cause it was an instant, it was an instant like gratification to other people was like, Oh, like again, being, being in a dance and DJing for old, old Caribbean people right. and them not understanding where I'm coming from. They're like, yeah, like, well, the white guys got, got tunes, but like, <laughs> right. And again, it was the shock value. It was shock value. Right. 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 And, and as it went on and on, I was like, oh, you can, you can write them. Like I can tell the artist what to say. Right. right. And, and from there I was like, well now I, all my like and from that like from that day forward from i would say 2016 when i figured that i can write them right from 2016 on every dub is a bit different than every single person's dub oh nice because because again i'm i've mastered enough dubs for for djs that it's like 
I've yeah, heard, heard right. Sarani no games 19 different times. Right. And they're, all, they're all the same. They're all the same. Hmm. And making it just that much different was, was what, makes, what makes the dub. True. True. Now, what, what's the latest dub that you, you purchased? The latest, uh, the latest dub. Um, hold on, I can tell you right now. <laughs> I have to go in them Gmail for that one. <laughs> it's probably not even mastered yet. <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's not. It's not mastered. Um, it's not mastered. I think it's. I think you know what? I, I think I told you it, it was the Sean Dizzy. Sean Dizzy dub. Um, Sean he, Dizzy. He did it for like a hundred bucks. Okay. Uh, you know, hello, hello, bad mind. Yes, yes. But 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 now, so I I, I mastered a Marcia Griffith dub today. Yes, I and, saw that, yeah. And like that's my I think that's gonna be my like I know you, you messaged me about the bounty killer, but like Yeah. Oh that's that, the one you want. <laughs> I, I love I love Marcia Griffiths, but like today right. I fell in love with Marcia Like yes. bro, I mastered a dub that was just cut. This woman I researched is 70 years old. Yeah, yeah. And she's... the the song sounds the same as when she cut it in like yeah, absolutely. I didn't know I did no vocal processing, nothing. That woman sounds the exact that's, same. Right. And like I rated that so much, and and she's seventy, man. Like that's like I got to make a move here. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And 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 man, the craziest thing. Um, I'll tell you a story about that. Frankie Paul was right. in the hospital. Um, one of my guys I cut through Danger Mental. Right. He's like messaged me, and he literally like kind of like um took me under his wing, and he's like, bro, this guy's not gonna. This right. Guy's not gonna Right. He's like, brother, this guy needs money for his family to do, go do because um, he had he had uh, leg surgery. Right. And and they they were flying him back to Gambia, and it was like, brother, I don't think he's coming back. Right. And it and, and I got I got him and literally like the guy's like guy he calls me he's like brother, this guy's in a hospital gown, <laughs> sitting on the edge of the bed singing your it. dub. Right. <laughs> I was right. like, this is this is insane, but um seeing that was like okay like it's time to start because like, when i started getting dubs it was like it was the it was the new stuff right, right. i wanted to play the stuff right. but then i didn't realize like oh we can we can lose legends right exactly and then that's and then that's, that's it. it like right. once that's it right and i can tell you a story yeah. like a, a legend just passed this week he goes by the name of pat Ant- anthony yep. Yep. and i caught him just before he he passed like maybe like a week before he passed crazy man so yeah, I that's that's what I fo- when I'm cutting dubs, that's what I focus on. I focus yep. on the older older generation, just because they can go anytime, right? And yep. it's always for me, it's sentimental to have something that I list. I grew up listening to, and have for sure, for sure, to say my name. You know what I'm saying? No, for so. sure, for sure. And 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 that and and again, like in 2016 is when I kind of changed because before 2016, I would just buy like just say my name, just give yeah. me the dub, like. Right, right. And it wasn't until I started like well. I can change things. And again, the way I edit as well, like I'm an editor, so I can, um, I can change the way things sound. Right. Um, a funny story. I got Courtney melody. Right. And I got modern girl. And with my dubs, I want them to not be, um, I want them to sound exactly like the 45. Like I want them to sound like you can't tell if it's a dub or the real song. Right. And I got modern girl. And when my guy told him, that I wanted modern girl and I wanted, he wanted to sing in the, the, the same, you know, like the, he wants it to sound like the 45 Courtney melody sang it out of order. Hmm. Cause he thought he legit thought I was going to take it right. and redo the song and then market it and sell it so, as my own. Oh, wow. 
like like you know what I'm saying? Like like right. like I like I could take his song and right. then like I would take the acapella, produce a new beat, right, and market it what again it, as right. my own. Right. And he literally sang it out of order. Um, but what he doesn't know is I'm an editor, and, and, I, <laughs> <laughs> and right. I just synced it right up. Right, synced it right up. So wicked. Yeah, man. So yeah, man. I don't know. This d- dubs like dubs literally is like the kind of the some of the times the reason I do things. Okay. Uh, got cranium, got a cranium dub just from hanging out um, and talking with Kick Rocks. Okay. Who's a Jamaican uh, Miami producer, um, heavy into like the EDM bass scene. Okay. Okay. Um, he, um, it, it, I don't know if you remember the Nobody Has to Know Major Laser Kick Rocks remix, and it was like it was kind of like a kind of sounded like watch out for this. Like it was that moon baton oh, okay. style. Okay. Um, yeah. And it was sick. He had him in studio and I cut. So I have the cranium on the original right. and the remix and lit and legit. Like they, when I got it, they're like only, only Diplo has this. Oh, wow. Yeah. So like, so, so, so that was kind of cool. And then, and then just from there, just getting rare, cool dub. Like I have Maria, Maria custom. Right. Right. Like the whole thing custom. Right. Um, and then just going more and more custom, um, Sanchez full custom, custom of right. uh, of uh, uh, don't diss the man like right right. I remember yeah, you played man. it for me. I heard it. Yeah man. Okay. Yeah good. man. So yeah man. Just yeah, completely. And again from and then by doing that like legit, I not not that I don't want to say I got bookings from it, but just like because it's so different. Right. Right. Because it's so different, people look at I guess me differently. Right. True. That, that makes sense. Yeah. Are dubs something that you claim in business, in your business? I do. I do. I mean, why not? If you can, if you can show a paper trail. So guys, that's another reason you should be doing your business <laughs> and registering yourself as a business. Yes, yeah, man. No, like I really recommend anybody just, you need an accountant yeah. and not, and, and, and again, not to knock on H and R block, but you need a real accountant and and what i recommend is when you go to the accountant you interview the accountant and you almost want to know like do you have entertainment clients mm-hmm. because every every business is different right and there's certain things you can claim and do and my guy i want my guy who who is i want him to do entertainment i want him to do everything he can to make sure i keep as much money in my pocket as i can right and pay the least amount of taxes as you can yep because I, th- I, I think that's where people are misconstrued when it comes to small businesses, that when you work for someone, you're hoping for a tax return. Mm. You're praying, like, oh, I hope I paid too much tax in this right, right. government. But what no one talks about, and, and again, just from what I've been watching, no one talks about, like, when it comes tax time as a small business, you got to pay the government. like. Right. Like, like government's not sending you a check. They're like, how much did you make? How much tax did you collect for us? Right. And like, no, why does no one talk about that? Like, I, I never understood that, that no one ever talked. Everyone always talks about like, have a great tax return. No, man, right. what are you talking about? I like, I got to You got to pay the government something. Right. right? Like, yep. I, like you have to, like you made X amount. You owe the government this amount. No one ever talks about that. That's right. one thing I never, never understood. Facts. True. Big facts. Well, DJ J, thank you so much. I know we missed the dubs. Is there anything else that we didn't? No, come? man. Okay, no, man. I, 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 again, unless unless y'all have more questions, but nah. no. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we'll do a part two. Yeah, part we'll two, eventually yeah. do a part two. Let's say yes, that. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. We appreciate you being a fan, no and 
engaging with us, messaging us, all that good stuff. Thank you for what you do. I know JKD's hard drive is full of your stuff, so it definitely is. We appreciate so maybe, you for maybe, what you do. Maybe we can make you an eight mix customer soon. Yeah. <laughs> he'll 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 let me know the maybe. benefits and <laughs> I might put it on my fucking tax return. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> All right, but, but at, at the at the end of the day, any DJ that is going to listen to this, just hit me up um, because I do this thing called Weekend Fire, and it's free. And I literally send out the hottest records. Mm. And JKD can attest to that yes. every week. Yeah. The hottest records. You almost don't even need to subscribe. That's how crazy it is. It's just the hottest records every week. Right. So any DJs, just hit me up. Get uh, Buzz, I'll get you on that as well. I don't know why you're not even on that. Yeah. We'll talk. And, 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 we'll and funny talk. enough, why did JKD not tell you about that? No- I just found out about all this shit today. I'm just letting you know. But, <laughs> but yeah, man, just yeah, like we'll we'll work it out. We'll work it out for sure. Sounds good, man. Thank okay. you so much. Thank you, DJ Jay. We appreciate your time. Everybody, thank you for locking yes. into the pre-pre-lime, another episode, and we will see you next week. Yes, sir. Peace.